Hello and welcome to Authentic Driving Podcast. I am your host, Abia Sonia, and today we're going to be talking about God and the devil wants you dead. Listen and know why. So this podcast, the podcasts, I can't even get the words right. So today's podcast is going to be based on spirituality. As you know, this podcast, Authentic Driving Podcast, is based on spirituality, is based on our mindset, parenting, all other tips that will help us to authentically thrive in our life. So you may be wondering, how come you're saying God wants us dead? When I'm talking about God wants us dead, I'm talking about God wants us dead to the flesh. He wants us dead to the flesh in order for us to be able to take our authority on it and fulfill our destiny and also live a life that is peaceful and loving because we are ambassadors of Christ. So that is what I mean when I'm talking about God wants you dead. He wants you dead to your flesh. He wants you dead to your earthly things. He wants you dead to the way that you react. He wants you dead to sin. That is what I'm talking about. And when you're dead to sin, you'll find yourself that you create more positive aura around you. You don't overreact anymore and you don't generate those emotions that will affect your life and your body negatively. So, for example, anger weakens your liver. Do you know that? Anger actually weakens your liver. And when you're angry sometimes, maybe someone has offended you, has, has you know, done something wrong to you, and you owe them in unforgiveness. What happens is that when you see those people, you get so angry within yourself. But you, but by you exhibiting that anger, you are unknowingly destroying your liver. Do you know that? And also, when you worry about this, a lot of people live in the past, but they are existing in the present. You're so hung up at the things that has happened in the past that you're spending so long worrying over things. Do you know that worrying can lead to stomach issues, stomach upsets, when you keep worrying over things over and over again? Our emotions, in one way or the other, are tied to different parts of our body. And when you overuse it, you're going to create damage to that body. Stress weakens the heart and the brain. There is no one that ruminates and worry that will not be stressed. You will be stressed mentally, but do you know that you're knowingly weakening your heart and your brain? This is why when people, when they worry too much, it can lead to heart attack, heart issues, can lead to heart palpitations as well, which can also trigger anxiety. Anxiety can also weaken your kidney because fear weakens the kidney. So this is why we have to be really careful about the emotions that we exhibit. But when you are dead to the flesh, you will realize that you will be able to manage your emotions and regulate it in such a way that you live in harmony with your emotions. You can sit with your emotions without allowing it to 
rest on your body and cause havoc. God wants you dead to flesh. I'm just going to quickly show you uh, a little bit of um, slide. If you go to the book of Romans 6, 7, or when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. So when you say that you're a child of God, you are born again, all things that passed away, you have become dead to the world. You have become dead to the sins of this world. You have become dead to those reactions, holding things in esteem that will not, you cannot take with you when, you're, when you live this life. So remember, we came here empty-handed. We are going to live empty-handed. So a practical demonstration of this. When my dad passed, and it was in the casket. And before they could bring the casket in, they had to move his vehicle, which was in the compound. It was a little bit close to the entrance of the house. And while they were moving, it was even a stranger that we don't know, that we gave the key to, to move the car. My dad was in the casket. He was present, but he wasn't really present in the spirit, in the flesh of me. He was not present in the spirit. His body was there, but it was lifeless. He couldn't stop that stranger anymore from driving his car. I remember when the mobile phone just came out in Nigeria and my dad used to load his phone with credits. And sometimes I just want to use it to call my friends, maybe to arrange an outing with them. And my dad was like, no, you can't use my credit. You can't use my credit. But I was just thinking, his phone is there. His properties were there. And anybody could have it and it couldn't do anything anymore. So when you're overreacting to those things, remember if it's a material thing or whatever it is, remember that nothing lasts forever. Although we are here right now, we are all in transit. Our destination is for us to go and meet our maker one day. And hopefully it will look at us and it will tell you, welcome, my faithful servant. So this is why Romans 6 verse 7 said, For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Another Bible verse said in Colossians 3 verse 3, said, For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when you are dead to sin, your, your life is now hidden with Christ. So that is the one that enables you to be able to resist they urge to revenge, to hold on forgiveness, hold people in unforgiveness. These are the things God help you because your life is not eating on Christ. So we cannot do anything by our strength, but we can do everything through Christ that strengthens us. So it is not really by power, nor by might, but by the spirit of the most high God. So God wants you dead to your flesh. Remember that always. God wants you dead to your flesh. Second Timothy verse 2, verse 11 said, two, chapter 2, verse 11 said, Here is a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. So we are dead to, to the things of this world. And you live in alignment with the word of God. He said you're going to live again with him. So on that day when we are called home, 
Yeah, you might be dead to the word in your body and everything, but your spirit will then go and live with Christ. Isn't that a beautiful thing for us to know that this is an assurance for us? In Galatians 2 verse 9 said, For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live to God. So the laws of this world, I'm not saying you should break the laws. I'm not saying you should drive your car without a license. I'm not saying you should do things against the laws of this world. After as God said, give what belongs to Caesar to Caesar. What I'm trying to say is that you should abide to what God has said. And also, it said, for through the law, I died to the law. Through the law, I died to the law. So God is telling us here that we should abide in his word. So through the law of God, what are the laws of God? There's the Ten Commandments, there's the fruit of the Spirit. Those are the things that will guide you as someone that wants to grow your spirituality so that you'll be able to live with God when you leave this place. So it's a summary of why God wants you there to sin. God wants you there to sin to prevent you from hurting yourself, prevent you from allowing negative energy dwell and reside in your body. Body is the temple of the most high God. You must look after it to prevent you from creating negative emotions that will harm your body. There's some people, do you know that when you have those negative emotions in your body, it can lead to you know diseases that will hurt your body. Some of those diseases might not be curable just like that, it might take time. And then you start praying and fasting for God to heal you. So it's very important that. You are dead to your flesh. You are dead to sin. You don't hold people in unforgiveness. When people offend you, just let it go. It is really difficult sometimes, especially when it's a painful one. But you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. When you look at it from that perspective, you find yourself letting go so easily and not holding on to things that will hurt you. So, for example, if I should light a candle and I Bring the flame close to your hand and it burn you. Are you going to say that, oh, I'm going to hold on to this flame that is burning me? You cannot re release it and let it go. So unforgiveness is like that. When you hold people in unforgiveness, you are holding on to fire. So don't leave the fire on. Because when you leave your hand on that fire, you'll be burning yourself. And also you think you're hurting other people. You are burning yourself, not other people. Because the person that you're holding down forgiveness towards might be living their life and having a laugh while you are there looking at them and you're skipping your heart is skipping you are in anger and you are enraged so we have to be really careful you prevent it prevents you from hurting other people and avoid you holding grudges and seeking revenge for things sometimes when you revenge you just escalate issues and make things even worse but when you are dead to sin you are dead to the flesh it's easier for you to let go it helps you to live a life that is peaceful and joyful. A life that is peaceful and joyful. You don't even need anything to motivate you. You are just genuinely happy within yourself. So we have to remember this. When I'm saying God wants you dead, you see? When God wants you dead to your flesh, it's for a good reason. To help you focus on what is relevant. Sometimes we get so carried away with the dramas of the world. And we do not end up even touching a quarter of our purpose, touching a quarter of the reason why we're created here on earth. 
you get distracted so much with the dramas of the world that you don't see their solutions that you have the keys to open. That you have their solutions that you hold the key to to open those or people's problems and people's issues. So remain focused. We are dead to sin. We are dead to the flesh. It is a lot easier for you to live in harmony with yourself and even with others. Now, the reason why the devil wants you dead is this. The devil wants you dead in order for you not to fulfill your purpose, in order for you not to, there are people that are linked to your destiny. So when you don't fulfill your purpose, you end up not helping those people with their own destiny, people that are tied to yours. So you see, you end up disappointing yourself and disappointing others. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So those first pace you want to take and you're like a moving train you don't care about the people that you hurt you don't care about the people that you cheat in the process you don't care about the feelings of other people that is all the devil because we are all relational human beings nobody is an island of his or herself we are supposed to help one another so the devil wants you dead so you'll not be able to achieve that purpose so you not be able to give the purpose of you being an helper to other people as well. How does it do this, you may ask? It does this by creating doubt in your mind. Remember when Jesus, after he rose up and he met all those people, he said, and he said he was Jesus. I said, let us see his palm to see the crucifix as in the whole before they believe that is doubt. There are other ways that the devil sold out in our mind. It helps you to have um, imposter syndrome, where you believe you have the skills, you have the training, you've done everything you're supposed to do. But when it's time for you to apply for that job, when it's time for you to start that business, you find yourself doubting, who's going to buy from me? I'm not good enough. I need to do one more training. I don't have enough money. I'm not starting big enough. Oh, this is not good enough. Nobody likes me. Those are doubts. Those are doubts that lead to paranoia. They are doubts. So don't buy into it. Because when you doubt yourself and you end up not living a life of purpose, you, are end up you end up regretting. The devil do this by help, um, you know, creating avenue for you to live in fear. Maybe fear of what has happened to you, fear of the mishap that has happened in your family, fear of one disease or the other that runs in the lineage before and all of that. Different fear. Fear that, oh, your mates are doing this and you're not doing this. That word, your mates. Your mate is doing this. You're not doing that. It's actually created a lot of havoc in people's life. Nobody is your mate. You came alone to this world. You probably live alone. So nobody is your mates. The fact that people you are you were born the same year or even the same day doesn't mean they are your mates. Nobody is your mate. Right? You are you, you are unique, you're special. The devil wants you dead, and he does this by making you feel insecure. It make you feel insecure, and again, it triggers fear, triggers worry, anxiety, panic attack. 
Now, what does he do? He says, can he create this by allowing you to live in isolation? And then you get paranoid that this person doesn't like me. This person is talking about me. This person is doing this. This person is doing that. You get so insecure that you isolate yourself. Or maybe someone offended you. Or maybe you were offended in church. You end up isolating yourself from the body of Christ. And when you isolate yourself, different thoughts automatically, negatively can be triggered. This is why some people end up taking their life or some people end up doing things that will even make the situation worse. We have to be careful that we do not isolate ourselves for whatsoever reason. We must remain in touch with people because we are not an island for ourselves. The devil wants you dead by leading you astray, making you to cut corners that way later, you know, infringe on maybe on other people's rights, lead you astray to do things that you will not be proud of, that will make you lose your integrity, make you do things that, will, that, that, that is dishonest. So we have to be wise to the devices of the devil. We have to be dead to the flesh. It's better we are dead to the flesh that we have our divine intel, we are spiritually alert. We have that one-to-one communication. You don't need to go through any pastor, any man of God, woman of God. You just need to go to God straight. And how do you do this? By being dead to the flesh. Read your Bibles. Uh, um, listen to worship song. Just cultivate that one-on-one time with God in your way at a time. That is convenient for you. Some people, it might be in the morning. Some people, it might be in the afternoon. Some people, it might be in the night. Whichever time is suitable for you. Remember, to be dead to the flesh, as God wants you to be, is a process, is an intentional process that needs consistency, that needs determination, not by your physical power, but by the spirit of the most high God. So you need that connection to enable you to consistently have a fellowship with your creator. If you do not charge your phone, for example, your phone will not be able to make call even if you have credit in your phone or data, as people will call it. You need to keep your answer charged. It's just like that as a human being. You need to keep connected to your maker through fellowship, through Bible study, through reading, you know, spiritual books that will help you to understand relationship through meditation on his word. These are different ways that you can, you know, feed your spiritual being and also thrive authentically without apology. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Authentic Driving Podcast titled God and the Devil Wants You Dead. Listen, I'll find that why. So not that you have listened, did you find that why? Do you think those reasons are good enough? Or do you think Sonia, come on now, we're just exaggerating with that title. But I hope you have been able to see that there is an element of truth 
in what I've just presented to you. Because the word of God is spirit and life. There is no lie there. It's just the gospel truth. So thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you'll share with your friends and your family. It might just be something that someone needs to listen to, to reboot and keep on with race, knowing that with God, all things are beautiful in his time. My name is Avia Sonia. Many your hosts. If you want to follow me on social media, you want to watch this podcast live, visit my YouTube. Abia Sonia, that's my YouTube handle. Abia Sonia on Instagram. Abia Sonia on Facebook. Abia Sonia on LinkedIn. If you want to check out my professional profile as well. Until I come your way again, stay connected and keep thriving. Thank you so much. Bye.